Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Unearthing Humility, with our guest, Kat. Thank you for being here today, Kat. Would you please introduce yourself? I am Catherine Berry. Most people know me as Kat. I am a registered professional engineer here in Arizona. I have about eight years, a little bit over eight years of experience in the mining industry. I went to Montana Tech of the University of Montana. I got my bachelor's and master's in geological engineering from there. Option in geotechnical engineering for both of them as well. Once I graduated college, I worked for Freeport McMoran in Safford, Arizona, their Safford operations. I was their geotechnical engineer for about four and a half years. Then I moved on to Colin Nicholas here in Tucson, Arizona. And I've been here for four years now, and it's been great. I really love what I do, really passionate about what I do. And it's a great field to be in, lots to do, lots to learn, continuous learning. And that's me in a nutshell right now. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Why did you choose this career? I actually fell into it on accident. I guess growing up, I I knew I liked math and science, really enjoyed it. I got really lucky and I got put into a creative learning school when I was in sixth grade. And we did a lot of applied mathematics and science. So we built trebuchets, did the egg drop. What do you need to do to have the egg survive? We built bridges and did the suspended load from the bridge, see how much weight you can use. And just all the stuff that you learn in the classroom being applied. And that's what really clicked for me, that I could do something that's creative and then like actually use that out in the world. And then I got, I would say, probably a little bit lucky again, because in my junior high years, same thing, entered a competition on bridge building. And that's when I really realized that's what I wanted to do. So throughout my high school years, It was trying to figure out what kind of engineering. And I was pretty naive on the different kinds of engineering. I had the big hitters, the civil, the mechanical, the electrical, but those weren't like really hitting home with what I wanted to do. So I settled on chemical engineering and started looking into that more, where to go to school. And during my school searches, I scrolled too far on the catalog for a college. And I stumbled upon something called geological engineering. And I was like, well, that's different. I've never heard of that. Looked into it, did some research. And then I was like, you know what? After reflecting on the things that interest me in the science portion of engineering, I found that I really did like the geology side. I was really interested in it. 
didn't really realize how intrigued I was by geology. So I just gave it a shot. I found Montana Tech, applied for their geological engineering, and I got lucky. My first semester, we had a one-week field course. So before we even started school, we were out in the field for a week, learned how to use a brunt and compass, look at some geology in Montana. And then first course, Geology 101, also had intro to geological engineering the same semester. And it was like, this is right. And then throughout my college career, it just got better and better. So I feel like I got lucky. I'm really glad I listened to the intuition and just went with it. So yeah, that's how I ended up getting into engineering and specifically geological engineering. That's a very interesting story. And thank you for sharing that. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? I wish I knew how many different ways you can describe an engineering discipline. (laughs) Geological engineering, it's, I guess you could call it like a dying breed. It's being wrapped up into other disciplines. So it might be getting wrapped into the mining engineering department. And so now it's mining engineering with an emphasis in geological or it's being drug into the civil. So my advice to those is when you're applying for jobs, make sure you look into all the different openings. So don't write off a mining engineering job posting. Don't write off a civil. Like as far as geological engineering, I had to look at rock engineering positions, mining engineering positions, something called geomechanical engineering. Uh, Of course, you got geotechnical. And there was just a vast amount of different names. It just seemed like even though you're going to school for geological engineering, companies out there may call it something different. Take the time to to read through the job description. And that will lead you down a better path instead of being a little bit bummed out saying, oh, man, there's no jobs for my discipline. They're out there. They're just probably under a weird name. The other piece of advice that I would give is maybe for your elective, take, take an accounting or a business course. I found that once you get into industry, you'll be asked to do budgets to follow monies, approve invoices, write proposals, lots of stuff to do with monies. And I'm very thankful that my college had a very in-depth engineering economics course. And we applied that to our future courses, like our junior, senior year courses, where we had to create a budget for the project that we were working on. And do some depreciation. So definitely some business and accounting would probably be a little bit helpful getting thrown in. You're not expected to know everything when you get into industry. So, I mean, you're going to have mentors, you're going to have coworkers, you're going to have bosses. People are going to be there to help guide you. So even if you aren't able to get those things under your belt, you'll be fine. For sure. I think that's all really great advice for them to hear. And I wanted to circle back to your point about job descriptions. I had a guest earlier in the year who talked about the importance of not ruling yourself out of jobs just because you're overwhelmed by the list of descriptions 
that oftentimes it's just a wish list and they would be happy if they got someone with most of those things, but not all those things. And that they, their advice was that sometimes people feel like if they can't check every box that they won't even apply. And I think that goes to what you were saying with the job titles too. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and back to that person's point. Yeah. If you even meet one of the bullet points, just go for it. Just go for it. Apply for it. And who knows, you'll be getting a phone call. <laughs> it is mostly a wish list. As someone who has helped put those together, yes, they're a wish list. <laughs> My next question is, recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? That is a tricky question. It's a hard question. And I'm going to be vague. I hope it's not too bad. But you're going to have big problems and little problems when you're in industry. So you're going to have your day-to-day little problems. And then every so often, you're going to come into a situation where it's a big problem. I would say as long as it doesn't impact the safety of people, you're working with multidisciplinary people. Everyone has different goals, but as a company, you need to work together to hit the main goal. So for these smaller everyday problems that will come up, um, being able to compromise, be, be flexible. And like I said, as long as it doesn't impact the safety of others, provide the other dis- disciplines support with what you know. So if you're the geotechnical engineer, if you're the slope stability person, like keeping good communication with them, if things change, make sure you communicate that. And maybe you need to stop work and reassess the plan if things on your end change, which can impact the safety of the people with boots on the ground. And then when those larger issues come up, to be be firm and state the situation that you are concerned about clearly. I would recommend learning some soft skills, be able to communicate your technical knowledge to a broad audience. So not using as much technical jargon, using words that the whole company can understand, but still get your point across. And then work together. There's still probably going to have to be some compromises. There's going to be workshopping the plan, how to tackle situations in a more effective way. But that's my advice on that front. I think you bring up a very important point. And I think one of the things that senior engineers get with their experience um, that sometimes is hard for a junior engineer is recognizing the difference between the small thing and the large thing, and maybe over overestimating every little small thing to be a lot bigger of an issue than it really is. And I think that's where mentors can really help too, to provide that perspective. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their careers? Just starting your career. I'm going to bring up something that uh, I have seen a handful of new engineers that have entered the field and kind of shoot themselves in the foot by having this kind of attitude. So let me back up here. I would say you should be proud of your engineering degree, you worked hard for it. However, that doesn't give you the right to treat others poorly. I would say stay humble and kind, 
you can learn so much from so many different people with different backgrounds. You'll learn a lot from them. The back to the saying, treat the janitor the way that you treat the CEO. So I just keep that in mind. I, I've learned so much from so many people. I, I love talking to operations, the guys with their boots on the ground. I've learned a lot from them. They might not know my technical jargon, but just having a conversation with them and getting that personal relationship with them. I've just learned a lot of how, what, how they do their job and the, the terms that they use actually help me do my job better. So uh, there's that on that front. Stay humble and kind. Treat people with respect. The other thing, too, that I wanted to bring up, I think this was like a main big hitter for a lot of my friends that graduated roughly around the same time and taking jobs and learning new different companies, going all sorts of different places is pay attention to your gut. It may not be a good fit. And that's fine if the company that you're working for, the position that you're in is not okay. But listen to your gut and pay attention to your mental health during the first few years getting out of college. It's a huge transition. You're going from college life where you're working hard to now you're a professional and now you have different responsibilities and stressors in your life. So pay attention to yourself, pay attention to how you're feeling about the job and it's okay to leave a job. It's okay even if they have fantastic benefits or the pay is really good, it may not be worth it. it. It's up to you. Everyone's different. I was in that situation. I learned a lot from my first job. I learned a lot. And I hit a point where I needed something different. I needed to be more mentally challenged in my day-to-day -day work. And I made a phone call and started doing consulting, which has been great for me. It's multiple problems at once. It's not one site. And it's actually working a lot better for me and how my brain is programmed. And I'm a lot happier. I'm also very thankful for the experience that I got. But I'm glad that as I'm building my career, making the steps that even though they might seem like setbacks at the time, just like your, your self-worth, your, your personal worth, your quality of life, is worth something and it's worth more than a good paycheck. So 100%. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and, so much for sharing that sage advice with our audience today. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.